0: Oh, Father, we praise and bless your name. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come before your word humbly this morning. We come before your word respectfully. And we come before your word with ex- expectation and with joy in our heart. So I decree that as your word comes with clarity, your people will be built up, equipped, and edified. Veils fall off. Clarity comes by your word. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. We rebuke sickness and disease out in the name of Jesus. Sick bodies be healed in the course of this service. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, all be the better for it. In Jesus' precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality we want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of kingdom life network facebook youtube twitter Instagram and we want to also welcome all our radio audience in Aquaibom State and those of you connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom, University of Uyo FM and Inspiration FM. We are so glad to have all of you connected to the service this morning hey listen do me a favor call a friend a family call somebody right now ask them to tune to this radio station life is flowing through the airwaves what a joy to have all of you connected to the service i also want to ask our social media community like you've always done let's get the word to the nations today share the video to all the groups on your page all the groups join as many groups as possible and share the videos through the pages that is just an easy platform God has created for us to flood the earth with the light of Christ also create watch parties tag friends drop them on telegram monogram whatsapp groups but you know I want to thank you for always helping me to get the gospel around the world and all of you in the house centers and campuses what a joy to have everybody here and everybody physically in the building we're so glad to have everybody are you excited to be in the service this morning can we give the lord jesus the greatest shout and celebration in the service glory amen grab a pen a notebook and a bible you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the Word this morning Mm -mm -mm. all right so this morning we began to look at the concept of deliverance the concept of deliverance i've laid some foundation and i'm still laying foundation i will advise you to get the cd of the first service our text of scripture is obadiah chapter 1 verse 17 obadiah chapter 1 verse number 17
1: But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions.
0: This is a prophecy given by the prophet Obadiah. Now remember, all the prophets of the Old Testament, their prophecies found fulfillment in Christ. Christ is the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old Testament, all of it. All their prophecies. In Luke chapter 24, verse 44, pay attention. Luke chapter 24, verse 44.
1: And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me.
0: All things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses the prophets including obadiah see that the prophets the psalms concerning me meaning their prophecies found fulfillment in the person of the christ so that's why we say christ is the explanation of all things he gives explanation to all things so when he says there shall be deliverance And the house of Jacob shall possess their, please pay attention. Let me quickly give you the grammatical meaning of what was said. Because when you understand the grammar, then the explanation becomes easier. But in order for me to help you understand, let me tell you what that verse is not saying. Let me tell you what that verse is not saying. It's not saying that when you come to church, you will get delivered. That's not what he is saying. He said upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. He didn't say in Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance service. He didn't say in Mount Zion, there will be deliverance services. He says upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Let's do a quick study because it's a Hebrew word. Let me give you the original text. It says, upon Mount Zion shall be those who escape. That's the way it is in the original. Upon Mount Zion shall be those who escape. So, they don't get delivered in Zion. They get delivered to Zion. They get delivered to Zion. The word used here is a Hebrew word, peleta p e l e t a h so if i 'm going to translate that scripture in today 's English I will say upon Mount Zion shall be a delivered people, a delivered people more earlier translations of the Bible says upon Mount Zion shall be an escaped lot an escaped lot so it is not in Zion that deliverance happens deliverance happens and then outside of Zion then the people delivered are assembled in Zion please that's very very instructive they don't get to Zion to escape it is because they have escaped that they are in Zion and it refers to survivors It's used for men, not for an activity. Not for people rolling on the ground. Fire, 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 fire. That is not deliverance. Mm -mm. That is not deliverance. Some said, say, but the people are screaming and shouting on the floor. That is not deliverance. That is not deliverance. Some say, but the person fell on the ground and said, we have 50 demons inside. We have 50 demons inside that is not deliverance don't read your thoughts into scripture let scripture tell you what god intended to say through the writers we don't we don't impose on the scriptures we excavate the scriptures we don't talk to the scriptures We let the scriptures talk to us. We don't interpret our thoughts into scripture. We allow the scriptures give us its own thought. Because the thought of scripture is superior to our thoughts. How many of you would like somebody to take what you said and twist it? How many of you would like that? It is immoral for somebody to take what the scriptures are saying and twist it otherwise. It's immoral. It's like saying, I said, oh, Pastor Phillips, I will see you in two days. Somebody said, I heard Dr. Damina say to Pastor Phillips that he will sue him to court in two days. What that person did is immoral because he is forcing me to say what I never said. That is what it is. When you take the verse of scripture and interpret it otherwise, you are abusing the Bible and forcing the Bible to take on a thought that the Bible never had. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. So he didn't say that there shall be deliverance in Zion. Or in Zion shall be deliverance service deliverance is not a service there is no scripture that says upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance service or deliverance service is observed he said the escaped Lord shall assemble in Zion that is Zion is the assemblage of survivors the assemblage of survivors so upon mount zion shall be a delivered people so anybody found upon zion when that prophecy gets fulfilled will be because that person is already delivered secondly he says they shall possess their possessions there's a play of word there in the hebrew he uses an active tense and a passive noun the word there is a Hebrew word yahweh Yahweh Yahwesh refers to an inheritance something that belongs to you so two things he is saying that upon Mount Zion will be a delivered people that is they are set free already then number two in Zion there is an inheritance for them he is not asking them to pray for the inheritance He is not asking them to fast. The inheritance is theirs automatically in Zion. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. The inheritance is there. Then he he uses another word. He says, they shall be holiness. That is the word hagios. Holiness means set apart. Set apart. By virtue of being in Zion, you are already set apart. Are we in the building here? Now, that's a word study we just did. And I'm going to move straight into what I'm supposed to share with you in this service. The rest of it you can get from the first service. Let's look at the concept of deliverance. There are three words we are going to be examining in this service. Number one, deliverance. Number two, deliverer. Number three, delivered. Three words. Deliverance, deliverer, delivered. Sometimes you have used a word so long that you don't know the meaning. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you use a word so long that you don't know the meaning of the word. For instance, we have used worship in church as blues. Blues. When we are singing blues, church people call it worship. Majesty. Worship His majesty. Worship. Then praise. Glory be to God in the highest amen. For his mercy is endured forever. Amen. Praise. Worship. Worship. <laughs> so every slow song is worship who told you that <laughs> and every fast song is praise <laughs> so the moment I thought
2: Highest Amen. Worship.
0: For his mercies and your Amen. Worship. Glory be to God in the highest Amen. (laughs) Praise. So is the style right? It's not the style so there's a difference between our traditional thinking where bible concepts are concerned and what the bible's intent is that's why bible teaching is of the essence now so there are some words we have used so long that we don't know the meaning deliverance you hear people say go for deliverance some say i don't know why every time i write application to get a job i don't get the job You know say go for deliverance i don't know why three men have approached me for marriage when we are just about to go the things will scatter go for deliverance i don't know why i have miscarried three pregnancies go for deliverance so the church believes that deliverance is a device to solve problems device to solve problems so believers unbelievers are sent for deliverance it's like consulting a witch doctor or a necromancer or a soothsayer or a palm reader. So deliverance is like one of those charms where so many people in the church that's the way they see it, and that's why I say you've used a word so long that you lose the meaning of that of that word. Now we are going to focus on the new testament usage. Of the word deliverance in this teaching. Please listen carefully. Deliverance is the Greek word rumoi. R-H-U-O-M-A-I. Rumoi. It means to rescue. Let me explain further. further, So that the usage will be clear to us. Rumai means to rescue someone for yourself. It means to go and rescue slaves. Now they become your possession. When Rumai is used in deliverance, you don't go. You stay with the deliverer. So you rescue the person to yourself. So in Rumai, deliverance is to rescue someone but to yourself. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians. Chapter 1,
1: verse number 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who hath delivered
0: us from the power of darkness and hath translated us, delivered us from, and hath translated us into. Two things. From into. Not just from. Delivered from. Rescued from. To yourself. So deliverance is a movement. From. To. It's not a movement from. Mm -mm. Deliverance is a movement. From one kingdom. To another. So when we say you are delivered, it means you are no more in that kingdom. You are now in another kingdom. For example, if I'm going to the UK with my visa, I get in the plane. Once I get into the United Kingdom airspace, I am no more under the Nigerian laws. I am under the laws of the United Kingdom. When I enter into London, I am under the laws that govern the United Kingdom i'm no more under the laws of nigeria what nigeria may not call offense could be an offense in the uk because there are two different kingdoms so now i function by the laws of the united kingdom i can be in nigeria and london at the same time if i'm in london i'm not in nigeria and if, if i'm in nigeria i'm not in london you are delivered delivered not will be delivered delivered there's that there's that past tense in it from the kingdom of darkness out into the kingdom of his dear son so it's a movement it's not an activity on the floor where's and yeah yeah yeah! shout fire fire shout fire fire shout fire fire yeah. Come out. I won't come out. I won't come out. Come out. I won't come out. I won't come out. Come out. It's like drama. Uh -uh. Deliverance is a movement from one kingdom to another. And the moment you are in the new kingdom, the previous kingdom has no hold on you any longer forever. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody else. It's not a continuous activity where you keep going for deliverance. You keep, no, no, no. It's a movement. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. All right. Are you still in the building? All right. So deliverance is a movement from one kingdom to another. Now, the word rumoy, every time the word rumoy is used, you go from somewhere to somewhere. You are not to be on your own. You are not delivered to be on your own. Uh -uh. You are delivered to the deliverer. To the deliverer. So you move from where you were in bondage to another location entirely. That means when the word rumoy is used, the delivered person or possession becomes the property of the deliverer. Eighteen times that word is used in the New Testament. It was used by jesus in matthew chapter 6 verse 13 matthew 6 13 and then after that we look at luke eleven four. so matthew 6 13
1: and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen when
0: jesus was teaching prayer and this is the way it will have read in the original put it up for me he says Look, put it up 6:13 Matthew quickly. 6:13 Matthew. This is the way it will read in the original. Matthew 6:13. And you lead us not. And you lead us not is not praying. He is announcing the character of your father. That thing called the Lord's Prayer is not a prayer is a teaching jesus was teaching on the character of the father so he says you lead us not put the scripture on the screen who is on that computer and you lead us not into temptation but you deliver us from evil you that's the way it is in the original you deliver because that's what the father does that's what the father does he delivers us. He delivers us. Alright. Look at Luke chapter 11 verse 4. The same thing. Luke 11 verse 4. He wrote the same thing there.
1: And forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to The original
0: to us. is. And you forgive us our sins. As we also forgive everyone. That is. When we see the way you forgive. That is how we too forgive. We are learning from the Father. Read on, read on
1: girl. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
0: You lead us not. God does not lead us into temptation, so there's no point asking him not to lead us. He says, if any man, is a let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot tempt anyone with evil. God doesn't tempt anyone. So Jesus will not contradict the character of God. So it has to do with a syntax problem. You lead us, you you don't lead us into temptation but you deliver us from evil is it clear here all right so 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 the father delivers us the father is the deliverer he delivers us deliver us from evil actually in the original is you deliver us from the evil one the evil one not just evil things but an evil person from the evil person. You deliver us from the evil one. So every time it is used, it is used to deliver yourself. Look at Matthew chapter 27 verse 43. The malefactors used it on the cross. Matthew 27 43.
1: He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God.
0: He said, I am the son of God. Let God remove him. Let God deliver him. remove him for himself. Look at Luke chapter 1 verse 73 to 74. Luke 1,
1: 73 to 74. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies We
0: being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might might serve serve him. him
1: Without fear. Without
0: fear. Deliver from to him. From to him. So, the kind of deliverance we are reading now is the same with Obadiah, where he said, In Zion shall be an escaped lot. So, a delivered person, according to this terminology, is not free from. He is free from and to. Free from and to. That is free from this to this. So it's not freedom to yourself. Look at Romans 7.24. Brother Paul used the same term for the law of sin and
1: death. Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who shall deliver me from the body of this dead. Then look at the next verse. He now said. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself served the law of God. But with the flesh the law of sin." So
0: God through Jesus Christ. Delivered him from dead to himself. In Romans 15 31. Brother Paul used that same terminology. For the preaching of the gospel. Put it up for me. Romans 15 31.
1: That I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. And that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. That I may
0: be delivered. So that the service. So the deliverance is for a purpose. Delivered. So that I can face the service. Delivered from two. Are we in the building here? Look at Second Corinthians 1, 9 and 10. 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10.
1: But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the death. Verse 10. Who delivered us from so great a death? Now please,
0: if your Bible is mine, circle this one, because we will come back to do some serious work on this one. Okay, read that verse 10 carefully for us.
1: Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us?
0: Three, delivered us, he doth deliver, and will yet deliver. So, delivered, past tense, deliver now, present tense, will yet deliver, future tense. Please circle that, we will come back there three times, past, present, future. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10. A lot of scriptures good for your health.
1: And to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come.
0: Even Jesus who or which delivered us from the wrath to come. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 2. 2 Thessalonians 3
1: 2. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith.
0: That we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, the preaching of the gospel. For all men have no faith. Second Timothy three verse eleven. Second Timothy three verse eleven
1: persecutions afflictions which came unto me at Antioch at Iconium at Lystra what persecutions I endured but out of them all the Lord delivered me
0: out of them all the Lord delivered me who did the deliverance the Lord so rumai to yourself or to himself notice that every deliverance of Paul was to enable him preach the gospel the more. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 17 and 18. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 17 and 18.
1: Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion.
0: I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. So it is always from and to. That is, something happens to a delivered person—a new possession, a new ownership, and a new relationship. Also, it is used by Peter in Second Peter chapter two, verse seven to nine. Second Peter chapter two, verse seven to
1: nine. And delivered just lots, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished
0: so now he was referring to the old testament here referring to lord abraham's nephew let me quickly say there's a lot of mixture i have seen and i think this is where the confusion lies even for a lot of people who call themselves ward people we think that deliverance is the same thing as casting out devils that's where the mixture that's where the problem is we think that deliverance is the same thing as casting out demons it's not the same thing you know and sometimes when i just see uh A Christian does not need deliverance. Hey, you have people start fighting. It's not drunk. You talk like that. You see, the shout of a lie cannot intimidate the whisper of truth. You didn't hear what I said? The noise of a lie cannot silence the gentle whisper of the truth. So after all day, Dr. Damina, you're stupid. How can you say a Christian cannot be delivered? Hey, 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 hey. You're a stupid man. It's because you don't have power. You don't know anything. When they keep quiet, I come back. A Christian does not need deliverance. They throw tantrums, throw tantrums. I keep quiet. When they calm down, a Christian does not need deliverance. After a while, their noise becomes quiet they start seeing how stupid they were because you see if you refuse to embrace knowledge ignorance will undress you in public it will take off your trousers in public i'm not joking ayabada <laughs> is a <this> serious matter <laughs> after seeing all this plethora of scripture somebody's still arguing no his ignorance is not here it started traveling from 1915. it's been a long time and that's the that's the problem with having a mindset when it comes to the word of god you must approach the word of god with a neutrality and allow the word of god talk to you am i teaching here now so you know in the body of christ when a big man of god makes an error like that in the use of words almost everybody buys the error just because he's a man of god because he's an elderly man of god because he's a famous man of god because he's a man of god of international standing they don't even bother to think or reason over what he said it's like one statement that has been trending all over the place. You know, I have even used it before. Then I discovered that statement does not really, it's not true. Whatever God cannot do does not exist. Who told you? God cannot lie, but lie exists. God cannot steal, but stealing exists. So that statement is not profound. It sounds wonderful, but it is not true. The fact that it's famous and people are saying it everywhere doesn't make it the truth. The popularity of a lie doesn't make it the truth. And the age of a lie doesn't transform it to the truth. A lie is eternally a lie. Teaching good. we have got to pay attention. And especially pay attention to, this, to details. Now, I believe that somebody started this whole thing on deliverance, deliverance somebody famous and a lot of you know big big people have been using it so it became popular but it contradicts the thought of scripture so we have to ask ourselves are we doing scripture or we are doing humanism or we are doing africanism or we are doing socialism what are we doing if it's bible then we need to bring those thoughts and subject them to the scrutiny of scripture and if they don't fit we trash them it doesn't matter who is calling them We trash them we stay with the validity of scripture and we stay with the authority of scripture and we subject ourselves to the thought of scripture see i hear you very very important now you know that in mark 16 15 to 17 read for me mark 16 15 to 17.
1: And he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues
0: in my name they shall cast out devils casting out demons is the word expel when you cast out demons, please listen carefully. Let me take you back to pre class. Please, come with me to pre Casting out demons means the demons don't die. Casting out demons mean the demons don't get burnt. Casting out demons mean the demons don't get injured. That's pre Casting out demons means expel demons. Those of you that were in universities, you know, universities, you know that in the school, when somebody is expelled by the school authority, from the day they announce his expulsion, he never comes back to that school. Is that true? He never comes back. Doesn't matter what, he never comes back because expel means expelled expel means expel in my name they shall expel demons so how can a preacher be expelling the same demons in one person for two years does he know what he's doing and the person going there does the person also know what he or she is doing You don't repeat it twice. I used to be in boarding school. When your senior in boarding school says, leave, before he lands the eve. Eh? Exactly. When you understand how authority functions, you won't cast out one demon two times. No, you won't. Uh, you would. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Out. It's out. Not out tomorrow, uh, sir. Uh, it's like when you say the out, it left them. After a while, it came back. It is still there. Out, out! <laughs> sir. It just moved from the left leg to the right leg. Out, <laughs> sir. It moved to the waist. <laughs> They have given you assignment. Men in authority don't function like that. Say I'm in authority here. Out is out. In my name they shall expel demons. Casting out means to expel. To expel means he won't come back to that school again. Now that's not deliverance. Expelling demons is not deliverance. Deliverance is a movement from one kingdom to another. Casting demons is expelling demons out of people. Look at Luke chapter 10 verse 17. Pay attention now. Luke chapter 10 verse number 17.
1: And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Next verse. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That's a metaphor. That's a figure of speech. Next verse. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Next verse. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you. Rejoice
0: not that demons obey you. Don't make it a testimony. Don't make it a testimony that demons obey you and start celebrating that demons are obeying you. No! It's not, an, it's not a big deal. Demons obeying you should be natural. By virtue of the superior kingdom from where you are now operating. So rejoice not, put it up, that demons are subject to you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven the reason why demons must obey you is because your names are written in heaven how many of you have your names in heaven now say with me demons obey me i'm in authority here i expel them and they are eternally expelled case closed it's not where we gather people in church and we spend the whole 30 minutes of a service out, out, I won't come out, out, I won't come out, out, I won't come. Hey, you're playing with me, eh? shout fire, 30, 30. fire, fire. No, that's not expelling demons, that's celebrating demons. That's what many churches do. Actually, what they call deliverance in many churches is entertainment service because people are too bored at home. So they gather them in a place called church and entertain them. And in such churches, people don't grow because nobody's taught anything. You waste all your hours and go home feeling empty because you learned nothing. The only thing you left with that service is the stories that you heard. How many of you are there? Ten. Fire! Wait, I'm sorry. We are actually 25. Fire! I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We are 350. Say write down, write down. Secretary, church secretary, write down. Council 1525, put 350. Shout fire. Fire! Fire! Ah! We are actually 2 million. Ah, council, council, write 2 million. When you and demons are taking notes, when you and demons, somebody say, but the evil spirits say, I am the one that came from river Niger. The devil is a liar and the father of liars. So, when did you sit down for a liar to be educating you? You go and waste your time in those churches sitting down, and demons are busy taking over the whole pulpit. You see what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Precious time that should be used to teach you the word of God. Somebody is using it to just move around.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, then the pastor shall, shout, fire! 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 All of you are jokers from the pastor to the toilet cleaner. You're all jokers. You're all jokers. Rejoice not that demons, Jesus said, don't pay attention to them, they are too insignificant to take your attention instead of rejoicing that demons obey you which is natural rejoice that your names are written in the book of life i thought somebody would shout glory in their service ah i know a lot of deliverance people won't like me at all who care who care don't like what, what, what is your liking doing for me? I'm increasing the volume. I'm on a mission. I hope you know. How can you be rejoicing that demons obeyed you? How can a whole service be dedicated to testimonies of how demons obeyed? Jesus himself said, don't give it relevance. Don't give it attention. Rejoice. How many of you can imagine the church that brother Paul pastored? Demons are shouting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul will stand up, fire. Fire. Shall fire five times? Fire in Brother Paul's church? Or imagine Peter? Or imagine James or John? The church is the pastor. Such nonsense can't happen. If it happens, it will be record- recorded. It will be recorded. Such things don't happen in church. Church is a teaching center, and in a teaching environment, you don't make noise. How many of you in your university classes when your professor or lecturer stands before you and he says, biology is a study of life. You say, glory. (laughs) Your teacher will tell you, out. Get out of this class. Is it not true? (laughs) Out of this class. You think I came here to play? What is glory? (laughs) Is it not true? No matter how you're enjoying the lecture, you're quiet. The highest is you'll be nodding your head and be writing notes. Why? Because lecture is going on. That's how the church will be. Church will be a quiet place because it's an institution of learning. And not just learning, learning things of eternity. You require a lot of attention and attentiveness. Why? So that in a short while, Nobody can move you around anyhow anymore because you now know the truth. Am I communicating at all? Yeah, rejoice not that demons obey you, but rather rejoice that your names are written where in the book of life. Am I teaching good here? Now, so take note of this. Take note of this, take note of this. Look at Luke chapter 9, verse 42. <clears throat> Luke 9:42. Please pay attention. Luke chapter 9, verse 42.
1: And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Jesus rebuked
0: the unclean spirit and healed the child. And did what? Delivered him to what? So, the rebuking of the unclean spirit was not the deliverance. Did you observe? The rebuking of the unclean spirit was not the deliverance because after he rebuked the unclean spirit he healed the child then he did what he delivered the child to the father deliverance is not an activity deliverance is a movement from to, and there is a difference between casting out devils and deliverance is it getting clear Please, is it getting clear? I'm going to show you more scriptures. It will get clearer even as we proceed now. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. Matthew chapter 10 verse number 8.
1: Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Cast
0: out devils. And in casting out devils, don't collect registration fees. So those people that go to churches where you pay fees for deliverance, you are robbed. Where you pay fees for for consultation, for counseling, you are robbed. Jesus said, when you cast out devils, freely you have received. Freely give. Free. Free. Anybody who say he will not do counseling for you till you pay, tell him to eat his counseling. I'm not joking. I'm very serious about it. You can't know better than Jesus. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, if you observe there, Jesus talked about casting out devils. Look at another scripture, Matthew eight sixteen.
1: When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his words, and healed all that were sick. He cast out what he didn't say he delivered the spirits he
0: cast them out then he healed i'm taking time to show you where casting out devils is in operation it is not called deliverance and deliverance is not casting out devils they are two different things are you still in the building now cast out demons cast out Obviously, this was to stop the operation of an evil spirit. To cast out means to stop the operation. That's what it means. That evil spirit doesn't have to be in the person for you to cast out the demon. In Acts chapter 16, now if you miss this one, you shouldn't have been in this service. In Acts chapter 16, a demon can be cast out of someone, and the person is not delivered. See, you can cast out a demon from somebody and the person is not delivered. Because casting out demons is not deliverance. But somebody cannot be delivered and you cast out demons from him. You didn't hear that. You can cast out a demon from somebody, but the somebody is not delivered. But when somebody is delivered, you don't cast demons. That he is delivered means there are no demons inside him. There's a difference between casting out demons and deliverance. Now, observe this scenario here. In fact, Acts 16 18 to 19. Pay attention. Acts 16 18 to 19. Please pay attention. This brother
1: Paul. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, "I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. He came out the same hour And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Now,
0: for you to understand this story, give me verse 16 17 of the same Act 16 Acts 16,
1: 16 and 17. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a Did spirit of divination. Did you see the word possessed?
0: Possessed. Possessed. with a spirit of divination met us. And what was the reason for the divination? Read on.
1: Which brought her masters much gain by suiting. So, this evil spirit
0: can possess certain people that you call prophets, or you call vessels, or you call major one, or major three, or channel evil spirits possess them and they speak things that wow you with the intent of making profit. So it's a business enterprise between evil spirit and a man, they agree. That the evil spirit will give that man access to certain information about people that will flabbergast the people. But the people will have to pay for it. Did you observe? Spirit of suit saying Native doctors have it. All native doctors. All. All witch doctors. All native doctors. All of them are possessed with evil spirits. With the intent to make money. They are all business empires for the devil. All of them. So whenever you are consulting such people. Know that you are on your way to enrich Satan. Somebody said, but if it is Satan. How did he know? How wouldn't he know who caused the problem for you? It is the same person causing the problem for you. You are coming to. So why will it be a rocket science for him to tell you the problem? When he is the source of it. And when you pay him the money, he will remove it and create another one. Satan never sets free. He only relocates problems. It is only Jesus that sets free. Only Jesus sets free. Satan never sets free. It's true that when you went, since he's the one that was behind the problem, he shifted it from neck problem to knee problem. Then you bring money. He removes the knee problem. Make you feel like you're free in the midnight. Splitting headache. You come back. He takes your focus from headache. He doesn't do sickness again. He touches your business. You come back. So you remain a perpetual slave. And he keeps shifting the goalposts so that you never know it is the same thing. That's why, that's why, you see, That's why the Bible says when the devil tempted Jesus, when Jesus rebuked him, he changed the focus. When Jesus rebuked him, he changed the focus. Jesus said, get behind me, you stupid thing. You are busy playing around with my mind. You don't know I know who you are. And the Bible said the devil left him. The greatest undoing of Satan is for you to know him. Once you discover him, he is finished. And that's why he will fight you from coming to teaching like this because he knows that if you keep hearing this teaching he won't be able to do you that thing again and that income is collecting from you will no more come. Am I teaching good here? It's the same devil. It's the same devil. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He goes about. And we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. We know what he does. We know what he's capable of doing. I mean, imagine Paul enters a city in Acts chapter 16 and one girl just begins to follow
2: Paul.
0: This man be the man of the most high. That show us the way of salvation. Is that not correct? It's correct. Paul is moving. Oh, she's following him. I'm prophesying. Hurray! If it is you now, somebody do. Hurray! I hear That's my name. I hear That's my mother. I hear. that's my village they have finished you with that <laughs> they have finished you with that <laughs> how is your name and your village a revelation are you not a fool how is somebody telling you your name your mother's name and your village and that is a revelation Ah are you that empty Please gather a little substance. I beg you. That's what exactly the girl was doing. And that's where many of you get caught up. Somebody in somebody New York here told me that some people came from one prayer house to, his, to, his, to the hospital where he was in the hospital bed. I used to go and pray for him. He had a, a disease that took a bit of time in the hospital. So after I prayed for him a few days, he was getting better. Then he said that they sent some people from the village to come and pray for him. And I know that these are soothsayers. They are diviners. They they have witchcraft. So they came to his hospital bed and did. They did all kinds of funny things. Then they entered under his bed and brought a pot and showed him. They said, What he's doing is inside this pot. And that blew him away. When I came, he said, They came from the village. Very powerful team. I said, So the one I'm doing for you is not powerful. You were dying. You were almost in coma. I prayed you to where you recovered. Where at least you started walking. Medication is helping also. You're not dying again. Then you brought people from your village to come and be bringing pot from under your bed. That is magic now. How many of you have watched magicians before? They can bring a bed out of nothing, they can make money start falling. It's magic. Don't be flabbergasted that is not the power of god it's magic they did magic on him and he got flabbergasted and he told me they are very powerful so i told him okay i won't come again keep them coming two days after he died they came with their magic that's how he died with them that's how he died with them i feel sorry for him but i can't keep coming and magicians are coming no two of us can't be coming now you choose what you want he chose magic they took away his life because the devil cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy that's how that man went he saw pot what is pot are you a fool haven't you seen a pot before haven't you seen a pot so she went around doing that Bible says she did it for two days. Brother Paul is a very nice guy. Patient for two days. Again, he's following you. Huh? You know why it took time? She was using it to advertise her business. So that people will know that if she is telling the truth about Paul, when they have problems, they should come. It's marketing. Bible said the next day, I'm sure brother Paul came out that next day for, to you know I've had having shocked in the spirit he came out charged the bible says when she started stop that out the unclean spirit left her and then she became normal she could no more professor her master told her do it again and she said, i can't do it do it again she said that man the thing he said the thing have left me <laughs> masters that were making profit got angry and organized for Paul and Silas to be arrested and put in prison the evil spirit moved the government to arrest them and put in prison it is that encounter where Paul even in prison prayed and the place shook and the same power of God brought them out of prison am I communicating here yeah you must be able to discern You must be able to discern when the spirit of God is moving and when an evil spirit is moving. They are not the same. And if you are born of God, you will know the difference. Are you in the building? The masters of the girl were operating the demon, got angry. So, Paul stopped the operation of the demon in that girl. But yes, the girl was still in that city. Notice. The girl did not become born again. Even though the demons were cast out of her. She didn't become delivered. You can cast out demons and the person is not delivered. But if a person is delivered, there are no demons to cast out. Am I teaching good? Let me give you the last one before I pray for you. We we'll continue the teaching tomorrow. Are you enjoying this teaching at all? Alright. Luke eleven seventeen. 17. Let's take that one as the last scripture. Luke
1: 11:17. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. Next. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. Next. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Next. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. Next. Pay attention now. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Next. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusteth, and divideth his spoils. Next. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Next.
0: Now pay attention
1: please. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, when you cast out demons, and the spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. The spirit you
0: cast out will go through dry places because no more accommodation, because human bodies are accommodation for demons.
1: Seeking rest and finding none. So since he can't find rest, he said, The demon says to himself, I will return unto my house whence I came out. That demon is very
0: wicked. He called a human being his house. I will return unto my house whence I came out.
1: Yes. Next verse. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Now hold on there.
0: When he cometh, he findeth the person clean, but nobody occupies him. That means the person is not delivered demons are cast out but the person is not delivered because deliverance is a movement from one kingdom to another where you are now occupied but this guy has been delivered and christ has not entered him so he's not delivered so the demon now say i will go back to my house where i left put up the next verse pay attention
1: then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. This is the
0: first time I'm seeing that word in the Bible. More wicked than himself. I've not seen it anywhere else. More wicked than himself,
1: yes. And they enter in and dwell there. Yes. And the last state of that man is worse than the first.
0: The last state of that man is worse than the first. Why? Because you cast out demons from a man that was not ready to be born again. And nobody showed him Christ. Or they showed him Christ, but he didn't want. So the spirit will come back and say, let me see. So Christ is not inside. Uh -uh. Seven demons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all of you come. So eight of them now will come back and enter and take over that man. And the state of that man is worse than before. So it's better not to cast out demons if the person will not be born again. Because the guarantee that those demons will never come back is deliverance. What is deliverance? Receiving Christ into your heart. Deliverance is Christ entering a man. Because deliverance takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and translates you into the kingdom of his dear son. Is it clear? So there's a difference between casting out demons and deliverance. They are not the same. The believer in Jesus is delivered. Who also hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And what is in the kingdom of his dear son? In whom we have redemption through his blood. What is redemption through his blood? The forgiveness of sins. How? According to the riches of his grace so the moment i receive christ and my sins are forgiven i am delivered and once i am delivered i can never be possessed once i am delivered i can never be possessed why because deliverance puts on you the seal of the holy ghost until the day of jesus and such a person nothing shall by any means even if you eat food from shrine, it won't do you anything even if they bring food from shrine and you like it, take it and eat it there's no need for economic waste eat it and give thanks. and on top of the food speak in tongues pull the chicken the devil doesn't own anything the earth is the lord's stand on your feet that's all i've got for you in this service and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein oh i feel like i'm teaching good in this service. i say i feel like i'm teaching good in this service if you're understanding shout i hear i hear is it getting clear so casting out demon is from people without christ deliverance is for people that have received christ Is it clear? When you receive Christ, what is that? Deliverance. See? From who do we cast out demons? Do we cast out demons from believers? From who? Unbelievers. When we cast out demons from unbelievers, do they automatically become born again? Okay? So, when do they become born again? When they are So if an unbeliever has demons, which every unbeliever has, and you preach the gospel, and the person believes the gospel, is the person delivered, what happened to the demons that were there? When the gospel enters, it flushes out all the demons without noise. A new kingdom takes over the person. Glory to God. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice on radio, on television, and all those in this building, house centers, and campuses, that the revelation of God's word grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. Barriers terminated. In the name of Jesus. Revelation knowledge keeps growing. You being equipped, grounded, built up, established in the knowledge of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Sick bodies be healed. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus thank you father for answer prayer today in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality are you blessed in this service amen i'll be joining mr michael bush in the next one or two minutes so we can answer your questions respond to your emails pick up your phone calls and you know clarify things that you are not clear about On the subject of the scriptures but just before i join mr michael bush every sunday when we teach you the word of god we give you an opportunity to honor christ honor the finished work of christ and honor our collective responsibility of preaching the gospel to the nations i want to thank partners and friends and those of you here who continually support us with your finances so that through your givings we're able to broadcast the word of god all over the nations of the earth i want you to know that your givings are a great service to the body of christ and every time we give you the opportunity, it's an opportunity to honor Christ. So we're going to take up your offerings, your sacrifices. You have a one-time gift or you want to give us, you know, your, you know, an offering or you want to give us a kingdom investment to support what we do. We want you to know we appreciate all your givings. Those of you watching on TV, the banking details are there. On social media, banking details are there. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush you read the account in another few seconds from now. And everybody else in the building would like you to grab your offerings, our centers and campuses, as we give with joy and a smile, for God loves a cheerful giver. Father, we give in faith, we give with joy. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. We ask that as your people receive the engrafted word, the word of God comes Alive in their spirits. And as we give our offerings are a sweet smell. I pray this week for everybody giving. Opportunities are available to you. You have access to favor, ideas, concepts and insights. I decree that my God supplies all your needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Great grace is upon you. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Praise God. I'm about to sign you up but listen carefully. I'm going to the other studio. To join Mr. Michael Bush. But remember Power Citizens in Akwaibom State? Power City officially begins services on the 1st of November. We're all coming back to church fully to officially begin our own services. Are you not excited about that here? You tell. Now help me tell people, especially in this city and around, because we've been away from church for since March. Actually since March, we've not gathered here. So tell everybody that is a part of this church, those on radio and TV make plans to be part of us from the 1st of November. We love you guys. Remember every day I teach the word of God here 6 to 8 p.m. every day throughout this month into next month. You can come or you can follow on radio or you can join us on any of the platforms. I look forward to seeing all of you in the other studio and until I see you in the next few seconds enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this great service. Glory! Amen!
2: We have been blessed by this message. For these all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Domino. Please call plus 234 806 800 9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com.
0: Online, follow us on TV, follow us okay. on radio. Thank you, you for staying tuned. In the thank you for waking up. We're you you um, live and watching. You follow it on the... radio. Um Second part you know, can just be part of, of the summit. Uh, I look forward to seeing all today. of you within it's the week.
3: And to see. The councillor and any moment now we will be giving you some of the questions uh, the normal treatment I will give you every day. You want to take part in the offering? I know this is the time to do so. The account details are account name, Power City International, bank number one, UBA. The number, one hundred. 3926465 13926465 for UBA remember the account um, name is power city international bank number 2 FCMB account number 2982682028 20, account number for FCMB is 2982682028 20, and finally, the Fairbank is Zenith. The count number, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Okay, so I hope you can help yourself there and help us as well. For sponsorship, you want to sponsor the program, you want to make sure you sustain this program on air. What you do is call up plus 234-803-275 six one zero four or just email directly Dr Ebel damina at yahoo.com. But if you want to send us an entry to an email vis-a-vis ask the counsellor you want um, Dr. Abel Damina to counsel you directly, all you need to do is email your entry to ask the counsellor now at gmail.com ask the counselor now at gmail.com finally. In the course of the program um, today, we're going to have the opportunity for you to call in. The number is plus two three four if you are calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's O eight oh six eight hundred nine nine three nine. O eight zero six eight hundred nine nine three nine. Remember to start with plus two three four if you are calling from outside the country. And then the quick SMS, you want to send us an SMS, even as I speak, the number to use is plus two three four seven oh three. Six nine one eight six four two plus two three four seven zero three six nine one eight six four two. Closing announcements. Even as uh, Global Baba strolls into the live studios here upstairs, you know we are upstairs, and then um, Global Baba is here now. What do I need to tell you? Okay, we're going to just have a short break. We're back in no time. When we come back. Baba will be seated by my side and I'll be firing the entries as I see them. Keep them coming right now. Can we do it?
0: Eternal life. Only Jesus can give it. I come to Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the Son has life. So why are we
2: in Christ for life? Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth, Riot, Live with Dr. Abel Damino. The Curse, Curses, Cursing and the Concept of Deliverance and Ask the Counselor with Dr. Abel Damino and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020 Time Mondays to Saturdays 6pm to 8pm GMT Plus 1 Sunday 7am and 11am services GMT Plus 1 You can also join the broadcast on Comfort FM 95.1 Oyo 6pm to 8pm daily XLFM 106.9 Oyo 1pm 1 to 3pm daily Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily And Radio Aquaibo 90.5 Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily Watch this program live on Kingdom Life Network TV On your strong decoder or my TV Also visit Abel Damino Facebook handle Instagram handle, Twitter handle and YouTube Host Drs. Abel and Rachel Damino
3: Okay, welcome back. My name is Michael Bush. You know, radio they call me the love of um, the love of your ears. You know, so I'm wondering what I am on TV. Sometimes I just wonder. They also call me the boss. I'm super excited to be here. Um, The producer of the program is Pastor Ig Aquarius here with his uh, production team. But the man that's the most important, uh, you know, the the protocolist of what we're doing here is Global Baba, Dr. Ethel Damina.
0: The Intercontinental, Mr. Boo. So, nice so to good to see you. Fantastic. Always a joy to have you here. Man. So nice to see you. Always a joy. So
3: nice to see you. So nice to see you. Uh, Global Baba. something you said, uh, my, my producer and I were just talking now. Something yes. you said, I think it was during the first service, it was on air, and uh, I know that you're planning to teach on it, yes, to teach on that at, at, at length, but... Just for those um, who are not in first service, who are not there during the first service, and who don't even have an idea of what you said, you said that um, marriage is not, uh, not a covenant. Yes. That marriage is not even a legal It's contract,
0: not a contract, yes. That
3: marriage is just a relationship.
0: It's a relationship.
3: Gruber Baba, that is going to bring war.
0: No, but that's the Bible's definition. Except we're not staying with the Bible. And because I'm a Bible teacher, I just stay with the word. It's not what I think. That's what the Bible teaches. It's true that certain things have been added to the marriage institution, you know, by the legality of the land in order to protect the woman and protect the man and to protect them from all kinds of things, from family, from... But it's experiences over time that brought all of that legality into being. But originally, it was not so from the beginning. The beginning and the intent of God for marriage is husbands, love your wives, even as Christ. Loves the church. There's no covenant between Christ and the church. We only have a relationship. So the same thing reflects the marriage institution. Marriage is a relationship that is mutually entered into between a man and a lady. You are not married to somebody because a person promised to be good. You are not married to somebody because the person gave you a promise that he would behave right. You are married to somebody because you believe that your relationship with that person will make you better will make her better, and will help you to build a family that will make you happy. So it is on that basis that you get married. And that is why there are no terms in getting married. There are no terms. The Bible only teaches us how to behave within the relationship. So marriage is a relationship.
3: Fantastically so, but it's also something you've dropped and allowed that until you're ready to teach uh, at length on it. But... Something you just said now about, oh, um, in the course of time, society has added some things here, added some things there. you know. But I'm also wondering, we, we add things to things that the Bible has said. Why don't we add things to God, to better God in the eyes of the world? For instance, no government makes the law and says decisions. Everyone must follow God. Nobody does that. Nobody does. So why do we do that? Why do we only select aspects of the Bible and then be divided? Well,
0: well you know, society is not existing for God. God. Society is existing for God. itself. So it's not God-minded; it's self-minded. Is that a good thing? It's not a good thing, but it's human choice. And when humans make their choice, you leave them to face the consequences of their you choice. Do you think,
3: Global Baba? One last one: If we, if society were God-minded, things would be different. Well, For again, instance, there will be no answers.
0: It it has never really been from the beginning is of it time. Is it possible
3: to be that?
0: It's not, because of the way human nature is. Does God one. wants that. God doesn't want that, neither God doesn't want that because God wants the best for us. But God Himself gave us the freedom to make the choice. He says, I said before you life, death, blessing, causing you make the choice. And Adam chose death, and God can do nothing about it. The only thing God does with the choice of man that has certain negative consequences is to show salvation, to make his salvation plan available.
3: Fantastic, A beautiful point to set off today. Because we slept uh, last night here in Uyo, we're in the state where we are. We're going to set out here from. Our first uh, entry comes from Press Gold, who's writing from Uyo, Akwa Ibom State. Yes, that's where we are. We are at the global headquarters of Power City International, and we're broadcasting from from uh, the. You know, somewhere in the heart of the city that's on Wangiba Road. I think that's number 98. 98, yeah, I don't know. Number 98, Wangiba Road. You are quite State, Nigeria. Okay, so thank you, Global Baba, for your teachings. And thank you, Mr. Bush, for being there with Global Baba. Daddy, I've been following your teachings consistently since the first phase of 30 Days of Glory. I've learned so, so, so much that I want to learn more. I need urgent counsel on this matter. My parents have been separated for seven years now. Being the first child, I've suffered a great deal as the central recipient of the disagreement. My dad kept tossing me to my mother and accusing me of siding with her. Meanwhile, my mom too kept pushing me, accusing me of siding with my father. As a teenage girl, this has caused a lot of trauma, or so much trauma for me emotionally, and I don't know if they ever would stop or they ever stop to wonder how I feel. However, due to how they kept tossing me about as a a quiet child that I'd always been, I just became more withdrawn. My parents, especially my father, kept saying many hurting words, hurtful words should be, to me. Her sister, who came to stay with us, kept pushing him to maltreat us indirectly. I grew to hate my father, but gradually, God's word through you has made me lessen this bad feeling towards him. Now, due to some unforeseen circumstances, we happened. To move in with our mom temporarily. And she keeps trying to impose it on me indirectly to side with her. Since I have not neglected my dad as she wants me to, she keeps telling everyone I hate and disrespect her. She wants me to do all that I know is wrong. Even when I calmly explain to her my opinion on issues, she always wants her way to be final, forgetting I'm grown up. I'm a few weeks to 25 years old global Baba. yes she still wants me to behave like a one year old i have been advised to open up and talk with both of them because it's causing me so much stress and i don't want any more troubles also i don't want to grow up hating or disliking my parents either please global Baba, help me god bless you praise God. in view,
0: that's so unfair very very unfair and you know mr bush every time there's a divorce selfishness is on the throne. Mm. At the heart of every divorce, the root of every divorce, it doesn't matter what the reasons were and circumstances were, divorce has its root in selfishness. And the victims, the victims of every divorce are the children, which is so unfair. Because now, the father wants the girl to side with him, the mother wants the girl to side with her. The girl loves both the father and the mother equally, and the girl wants to have the father and the mother together. But the father is tearing her apart, and the mother is tearing her apart. So unfair, very, very unfair. And the reason why I'm emphasizing is because married people are listening, and some of them may be contemplating divorce. Look, look I mean, the, the cruelty behind it is unbearable. Now, this lady is torn apart. She doesn't know whether to be with the father or the mother. And because she's with the father, maybe because by her sense of judgment, the father is fairer than the mother the mother feels offended so now the mother is using what we call witchcraft what is witchcraft hold on before you miss what i'm saying witchcraft is the the ability to manipulate intimidate or dominate manipulate intimidate or dominate manipulate with your tears trying to whip up sentiments dominate by using authority Or intimidate the person by saying, if you don't side me, I will not pay your fees. All those are that's what the Bible calls witchcraft, and it's a work of the flesh. So, this is what you do: confront your mother, confront her head on. Show her how unfair she and your father have been. Show them the kind of pains they have taken you through. Show them the kind of things they have done to your emotions, to your psychology, and to your physical person. Do the same to your father. And see if you can bring the two of them and make them see that it's unfair the way they are treating you. And that you will henceforth not allow them, you know, disorganize you and mess you around. That as an adult, you have a mind of your own and you have decided they should face their problems and leave you out of it. So that you can build your life and build up yourself and and look at your future, look at your tomorrow and begin to work towards building a successful life. That's what you do with your parents. And gradually withdraw from their issues and begin to build your life. That's very, very important.
3: Okay, fantastic. The next entry doesn't tell us where she's writing from, but she gives her name as Mary. Greetings, Dr. Ebel Damina and Mr. Michael Bush. I would like to first of all appreciate you, Global Barba, for all you have taught us. I pray that your inner man be strengthened, and as you teach the gospel, you are preserved and kept from all evil men. The saints will continue to receive the word, and men shall receive the light of Christ. Amen. Amen. My concerns are about my mother. She keeps saying she sees my dad, who died over 10 years ago, wanting to have sexual intercourse with her. She sees people wanting to kill her in her dream. She's all about vision and deliverance, so she keeps seeking prophetic ministries and doesn't sleep at home, but in church. I've tried to teach her some of what I have learned, given her teachings to listen, but still, she refuses to listen, always saying, I do not understand life, nor have the experience of life. I know she's under the bondage of not knowing the word of God, Global Baba. I do pray for her, but over the years, it has got worse. I don't know what to do, sir. I'm worried for her faith. Kindly advise and also pray for her. High regards, Mary. All
0: right. Well, Mary, the first thing is your mother is a victim of a poor soul. And what I mean by a poor soul is, first of all, her mind is not educated on the truth of God's word. Number two, her mind has been abused by making her rely on visions and dreams and seeing visions and dreams as the ultimate authority of her life. The only thing you can do to help your mother is to expose her to the kind of things I taught last night in the first service, in the second service today. You just get the materials and give her and beg her to listen to them. They will help her. And then, of course, pray. Pray for her, you know, because the reason why she's seeing your dead father trying to have sex with her in the dream is because of the past records, the past files that have been locked up in her mind. The reason why she sees people trying to kill her in the dream is because in her mind, there's a consciousness of demons and a consciousness of people looking for how to kill her. And remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. She can never be better than her thought life. So her thought life has to be reorganized, rewired by the teaching of God's word. So that's what you've got to do for your mom. Pray for her. Get this material that I recommended. Give to her and believe God that God will reach her somehow.
3: It's just going past uh, her past the hour. In Uyo, Nigeria, where you are listening to or watching this excellent broadcast. We're going to Port or River State next. And this one writes Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I thank God for giving us this great opportunity to be taught the word of his grace and be nourished. Global Baba, I thank you for always using you to meet the needs of sense and to give counsel to on pressing issues. Thank you very much, Global Baba. So there is a man who watches over a large property and oversees the same or occupy a part of that property. This man is not the owner of the property, but takes care of it for the owner, global Baba. Whenever he visits a property, he tries to lord it over tenants occupying different parts of the property. He's always so pompous and domineering, he wants everybody to greet him in a special way, and if a tenant does not do that, that foments serious trouble. Just two days ago, Global Baba, I called to tell him I was packing out of his property. I would carry out all the repairs I incurred, you know, some, you know, some of the uh, mm-hmm, damage that he have done. Some people say some of the damages. No, it's some of the damage. The mm-hmm. Damages is the cost you pay yeah. when you damage things. Okay, yeah. so the following day, the man drove to my apartment. While I tried explaining how these defaults or this um, damage on the apartment or in the apartment occurred to him, he slapped me. We exchanged words greatly, but I was restrained just in time by fellow tenants. The, stu- the situation now, Global Baba, is that I'm supposed to arrest him for assault, but I deliberately do not want to. Also, I do not want to carry out the repairs as recompense for his assault on me. Global Baba, is this right? I mean, will it be right if I walk away without repairing what I need to? Thank you, Global Baba, for your counsel. My name is Chijoke. I arrived from.
0: River State. Well, okay. Well, the first thing I will advise you to do is so that it does not backfire on you, go to a police station and report the matter to the police. Let them know what happened and let them know since he has not allowed you to, to effect the repairs, you're going to pack your things and get away from his house. In the future, if the owner of the house wants his repairs, you will do the repairs through the police station. They can get your things and get out of his house. No, Global
3: Baba, he's just saying he doesn't even want to do the repairs because he's angry that the man assaulted him.
0: Oh, okay. No, you should do the repairs. Mm. Do the repairs. I mean, you don't do wrong because somebody did you wrong. You don't, repay, you don't repay evil with evil. You repay good with evil because that's the nature of your father.
3: That's but, what you but Global Baba, is that slap going to go like that?
0: Yeah, let it go. I mean, since it's just a slap, he didn't take out his face. He didn't take out his teeth. It was just a slap. So that
3: means that the man can slap another person another time.
0: Well, he will slap somebody that will not only slap
3: him. Absolutely. That
0: will take out his face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's a nice one. Okay, next to Keduna. And this one says, thank you so much, Global Baba and Mr. Bush, for the great work you both do for the body of Christ. Global Baba, listening to you since last year has brought tremendous growth, stability, and assurance to my Christian life. God continues to strengthen you. By his grace in the inner man. My question is, and there is counseling stuff, is there any spiritual significance in transporting a deceased person to his community of origin for burial? Sometimes people go into debt just to journey to the town of the dead for burial, and others just to perform a big ceremony for the deceased. Global Baba, please, what's your take on this? You Mr. Know, Adama O Samson. You know, Mr. Bush,
0: if you remember the day we were doing your birthday. Yes, you I gave a speech that day and I said don't don't don't, don't build anything. don't build a house for me when I'm dead. Yeah. Don't build a house. Don't give me anything when I'm dead. Just dig the ground and put my body and walk away. Because it is called worshiping the dead. Mm. You know, Bible talks about worshiping the dead. Somebody is alive, the money he never ate on the day he's dead, they will spend it. The kind of house he never lived on, they will build it and put his dead body. The kind of things he never saw, they will make it available when he's dead. I mean it's useless. It's worshiping the dead. That's why Jesus would say, let the dead bury their dead. Meaning, don't make a big deal out of burial of the dead. If somebody is dead, he's no more there. It's just his remains. So you carefully and decently honor him by committing them to the earth. And don't make a big deal out of it. And, you know, the best thing at that time is if there's money you think you want to give to him, the best way to honor him is to give it to his family or give it to his children. The living should have that and use it. And like I always say, if that man that you're building a house for maybe had a house before he died, he wouldn't have died at the time he died. So please, let's not spend time and waste time investing in burials. Let's spend and waste, let's invest money in the living.
3: All right, we're done with uh, counseling entries for today. So we're going to be looking at your questions from Keduna. Quickly, quickly, I'm getting into just Plateau State, still in Nigeria. Hello, Dr. Please pray for me to come out of financial debt end that i've been in since 2015 the hardship and pain with these experiences frightening my name is charles i mean just
0: well charles we pray for you but beyond that you may need some financial counseling talk to some people who are successful in business who are successful in your career just talk with them and get ideas and you know ideas that will help you to know what to do next with your life because sometimes you you get broke financially when you are barring of ideas because ideas rule the world. So you may need to talk to some people beyond prayer. But we'll pray for you right now. Father, we ask that you bring Charles out of this confusion, out of this calamity. The Bible says if it is any afflicted, let him pray. Let him call for the elders of the church. We pray right now that that affliction ends supernaturally. And we declare deliverance for you out of that
3: situation. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 To Kogi State next. Hello, Global Baba. Please help me with words of prayers. My daughter is seriously ill. She is coughing intensely. Mrs. Eunice if anyone O Pugo is uh, in Kugi State. Father,
0: we pray for Mrs. Eunice's daughter. We rebuke the cough. We command the cough to cease. And we clear the lungs of every form of, of cough and the root cause of that cough. And we command healing to flow through your body. From your head to the soles of your foot. In Jesus' name.
3: Amen. The next entering, um, next uh, sender doesn't say where he is writing from. Just gives his name as Smith Adashi. I say, hello, Global Baba. Please, I request some words of prayer for my marriage ceremony coming up on the 7th of November 2020. I'm blessed by you.
0: Amen. Father, we declare that that marriage is successful, the wedding is successful, and everything they need favors and all of that supernaturally released. In Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Amen. To Ondo State, next, Idama King Benjamin writes from Akure, Ondo State, Nigeria. Please, what's the meaning of millennial reign? Millennial reign. Millennial
0: reign. Well, if you know what a millennium is, that's what it is. Millennial reign, 1,000 years of reigning, which was a figure of speech.
3: Oh, millennial reign is still also in Christianity, is in the Bible?
0: Yes, it is. The millennial <laughs> reign of Christ.
3: Millennial reign. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Millennial, the yes. word millennial is there, yes, in the Bible,
0: yes, 1,000 years.
3: Wow, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Okay, so from Ondo State, we'll get to I should think Edo. Hello, Global Baba, Mr. Bush. My name is uh, Itaman, Ihuswara. I write from Edo State. Global Baba, please pray for me. I need God to bless me with a good job and order my steps to my wife. Please also pray for total deliverance to my family.
0: Oh, Father, we ask that supernaturally, that job we call forth, marriage we call forth, circumstances that makes it easy for you and the lady to connect, and we rejoice that it is done. We declare that your family delivered from wicked and unreasonable circumstances. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
3: So we, from Benin, Edo states, I think we should get out of the country. We'll go to Cameroon next. Alice, writing from the Republic of Cameroon, says hello, Global Baba. Thank you for setting the entire world free from doubt, from fear, from torment, from unbelief. I love you so much, Global Baba. Please join me. Pray for Mary to break through for my daughters, Raelle, Clements, Alec, as the Spirit leads you. Also pray for all-round favor and employment for some of my children looking for employment thank you dad for being there for us in this season of life
0: amen father we pray for this family that supernaturally the daughters will be you will 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 be arranged supernaturally to connect with the right people to get married to in the name of jesus circumstances working in your favor and we pray for those in need of jobs that opportunities are released in their direction and we declare that the favor of god is working for them and we, we, we rejoice as we receive by faith answers to these prayers right now. In Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Amen. We're ready for your calls, so keep them coming now. And I'm going to give you 10 minutes of um, calls today. From Cameroon, we're heading straight to Ghana. Daddy, I pray the supernatural inaction of God keep you. I don't understand that. Keep you always as you bless us with open word for this generation. Supernatural inaction of God. Is that no,
0: I think there's a grammatical so, situation. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
3: So Daddy, I'll be glad if you could send me more clarification on the book of Esther, where Jesus is revealed. Kind regards Solomon Salifu in Ghana.
0: Well, the book of Esther, where is Jesus revealed, is the only book where the name of God is not mentioned. But remember, the children of Israel were going to have a lot of situation, and then Esther fasted three days. Three days represents death, burial, and resurrection. And at the end of her three days of fasting, Israel was delivered from their enemy. Just like at the resurrection of Jesus, mankind is delivered from his enemy, the devil. That's what the book of Esther is about.
3: Our first caller. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Yes, your name, where are you calling from? Okay, my name is Ijoma. I'm calling from London. Ah, Good afternoon, Pastor. Ijoma.
0: afternoon. Bless you.
4: Good afternoon. Yes, yes. But can you... um, explain took more light on Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 especially where they said um, the father rested
0: okay the rest the rest there is actually symbolic of what Christ has done there remained a rest for the people of God so what he's talking about is that after all that Jesus has done for us in his death burial and resurrection Jesus is sitting down at the right hand of God having entered his rest so we too when we believe in what he has done We enter our rest that was the concept in that genesis chapter 2 verse 3 he was talking about after he has ended all his work what work is he talking about death burial and resurrection that's what he's talking about there
3: okay more calls loading but right now we make progress as we head to south africa we're going to hold that flight um mid-air as we take this next caller Hello. hello Yeah,
5: thank you for joining us. Your name is calling from. This is Pastor Azar from Abuja.
3: Yeah, Pastor.
5: Uh, Yeah, I want to appreciate uh, uh, Dr. Iber Thank
0: God
4: I the not miss not being the second service today. Because I'll be uh, having the mind that I want to hear what he's going to teach in the Kosani
5: deliver. So I'm happy. So I want to appreciate him. And
4: God bless you sir. Thank you.
0: The, thank you. the,
4: the, 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 the service today was powerful. Thank you. Uh, actually sir, I've been listening to you since 2009
0: and my Christian life has changed. Praise God. So God bless you sir. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you man sir. of God. Thank you for coming. Sir.
3: Uh-huh. Praise God. Pastor Isaiah, thank you. Okay, so we head to South Africa now. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good work, Mr. Bush and Dr. Damina. I've been listening to your teaching. Dr. Damina, since last year, my life has not been the same. I find I can't fit into any other church again. Hmm. I need a church to fellowship. Is there any branch of Power City International where I can fellowship close to my area? I'm in South Africa, in the Eastern Cape in Queenstown. In Eastern Cape in Queenstown. At this stage, I can't fellowship just because I want to be buried when I die. You know, most people go to church just for that. I need to grow in the knowledge of Christ and to serve in the body of Christ. Thank you so much for taking care of us. God bless you all. Yours in Christ, Alice. Alice,
0: what we'll do is I'm going to ask the producer to take note of your email. We'll reach out to you. We have some conferences in South Africa. We will reach out to you and we will see how we can connect you. And if there's none in your area, we can train you to start one. So we'll reach out to you.
3: The next caller. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for joining yes. us. Name, where are you know where you're calling from. Yeah, I just yes, yes, I'm I calling from. I'm calling from My
4: name. Okay. You say is my name. Okay. Okay. Please, this is my first time of calling. I've been listening to the preaching of the Papa, and he has been preaching very well, and I was in touch very well. So, may God bless him. Thank you. Okay, please, I want to ask this question. Please, uh, I want to know, if someone said that you overcome all principalities, what does that mean?
0: Okay. Well, what it means is that Jesus overcame all the devils, demons, in the hierarchy of angelic hierarchy in the angelic hierarchy of demons jesus defeated them 2000 days 2000 years ago so when you receive jesus his victory becomes your victory when you receive jesus in christ you are superior you are above principalities which is what we call powers those principalities are the powers of darkness when you are in christ they are under your feet they are victims to you you are in charge and they cannot do anything to you that's what it means
3: okay well i'm told we just um, a little over 30 minutes to round up this edition of the program we have yet another caller hello hello thank you for joining us your name where you're calling from
5: good afternoon sir afternoon my name is prince good day. okay I'm coming from Bennett State. Okay, go ahead, Prince. Well, I just came to meet your program just now. The little I had, I was so, so happy with it. I want to say thank you so much to Dr. Edo Diamond and yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we had people like you all this while, the country would have been a better place for us. Thank you. Well, sir, uh, I have I have this little question I want to ask.
0: Okay.
5: Uh, the question goes like this: In the Bible, they said, "So far, not the wish to live," right? Okay. And that same Bible said, "We thou shalt not keep." So I'm a little bit confused. How is that possible?
0: Okay. Well, again, remember in the Old Testament, when words were spoken, you need to know who spoke those words, in what, under what you know, in what circumstances were those words spoken, and to who were the words spoken. So that's where contextual Bible study comes. So I will give you another assignment: go back to that scripture, read the chapter, the whole chapter from verse one to the end of that chapter. On suffer not the which to live. Try to identify who said it, to whom was it said. And that when you have seen that, it will be easy for you to know that it was not God who said, suffer not the witch to live. It was under the law of sin and death. Under the law of sin and death, which is not the law of life in Christ. Because in Christ, God wants everybody to be saved, including the witch, the wizard, including the evil people. That is why Jesus died. So that's why when you read scriptures like that, you have to check who said it, to whom was it said, under what dispensation, was he said? It makes it easy. So if you read through, you still don't understand. We are live here tomorrow. You can call us, and then I will give you more explanation. Hope that helps you.
3: Okay, we have a little time, and there's still so much to do. I'll just take a few entries that don't tell me where they're writing from. Then I get to Europe in a moment. But this last caller for the day. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Your name? Where you calling from? Go ahead. I come back again. Okay, from
4: London. Yeah, please. I I want to go the, the question. I asked was that you know what is meant by overcoming all principalities?
3: Yes. Okay, that's from your it
4: Yes.
0: So it's the same question. Overcoming all principalities means demonic hierarchy. Jesus defeated them two thousand years ago, and he won victory over them. Satan has no hold over the believer anymore. So once you are in Christ, in Christ's authority and dominion, you are above all principalities and powers, and they are under your feet. He's talking about demonic hierarchy. All the demons, devils, evil spirits, all of them are in that hierarchy of principalities and powers. And Jesus defeated them, including Satan himself, 2,000 years ago. So the believer is in authority and in victory over all of them.
3: Okay. Okay enough calls for the day we keep the rest for tomorrow even as we make progress to try and navigate to the end of this edition of the show pastor linda moffat writes um, hello dr damina thank you for sharing light of god's word to us we're now fully liberated through the scripture you have shared over the years and i always pray for you for god to bless you and your family however i do have a question on the following scriptures on will a man lose his salvation hebrews 6 4 to 8. i don't know whether i understand the scripture please can you bring clarity on it
0: i think you do not understand the scripture because that's a scripture that actually guarantees eternal salvation Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4. Put it up for me on the screen. For it is impossible. Put it up for me on the screen. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4. Hebrews 4. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Verse 5. And have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Verse 6. If they shall fall away. To renew them again unto repentance. Now this is the key that unlocks that whole book. Seeing they crucify to themselves the son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. Question. Can you crucify the son of God afresh? No. Why? Because the writer of Hebrews says Jesus died once and for all. And took care of everything once and for all. So since you cannot crucify Jesus afresh. The believer in Christ... Cannot fall away. That's all. He's just giving you a guarantee for eternal salvation. In verse 8 and 9, he now says, For we are persuaded better things of us that accompany salvation. So he's just reassuring you that once you are in Christ, you're eternally secured. That's what the writer of Hebrews was talking about.
3: Okay, let's make progress now to... As I promised, this okay, this anonymous entry. Hello, Global Baba. You are lifted, you are a real man of God. This message must go around. Please, Global Baba, I want to really know what this verse is talking about. Matthew 5, 31, 32. I don't understand that. It, it says thank you. Put it Global up. Bible. Let's
0: see what is in Matthew 5:31-32. Matthew chapter 5, verse 31-32. It had been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife. Let him give her a writing of divorce. This of divorce, it is a big deal. Of, is a bush. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, consider to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed adultery. Again, remember, Jesus was just establishing what was ideal. The ideal thing from the beginning is that a man and a woman are meant to get married and stay for life. But like I always say, however... With human circumstances and with human beings, there are always errors and there are always things that don't work out the way it was designed to work out. So that is why when you read what Jesus said, you now come to the epistles and see what brother Paul taught. You know, So there are exemptions, there are cases where divorce is allowed. For example, domestic violence, where there is an abuse or a threat to life or such things, you can part ways. And still be alive. Because when you are dead, the dead don't get married. The dead don't remain married. So that's why there are exemptions when it comes to such issues of marriage, remarriage, and divorce. I have a book that will help you. It is Understanding Relationships, Marriage, and Family Life. You can order for it. It deals with all of those scriptures with exegesis and corroborations, bringing out the thought clearly for you from the scriptures.
3: Okay, Global Baba, we must say our bye-byes in another three minutes, and I have three entries to squeeze in that um, time frame. To Europe now, Spain. Hello, sirs. I'm Joyce C. Peters, writing from Spain. Please explain to me First Samuel 28, 3 to 25. That's too long.
0: We can't read it here, so you read it, and if there are things you don't understand, then you can put it out as a question.
3: Fantastic. Next to Italy from Spain. Hello Global Baba. thank you sir I'm proud of you as my pastor Please, I want more explanation On Matthew 5, 31-32 My my question is Can a divorced woman Remarry, my name is Helen, I'm writing from Italy
0: Yes Helen, a divorced woman can get married I mean, once See marriage is cultural, marriage is not Bible, I repeat, marriage Is cultural, that is why When you want to get married, you go to the parents Of the lady, or the parents of the man Depending on your culture And in some cultures, women pay dowry to men. In other cultures, men pay dowry to the woman. So it depends. It's cultural. And that is why marriage is not church, because marriage is for all human beings. Muslims get married, Christians get married, non-Christians get married. And because somebody is not a Christian, you can't say his marriage is not correct. So marriage is an institution for human beings that is subject to the culture of the people. So by law, once a man and a woman decide to part ways, And they legally separate their marriage in court. Or they go to their culture and do what culturally is to be done for that marriage to end. There is no more law binding the man and the woman. The law is gone. So the man is free to get married. And the woman is free to get married. However, with a lot of pastoral counsel, Because you don't just leave a marriage and enter another marriage. Because if you keep going like that, if you're not careful, you'll keep remarrying and remarrying and you never build anything that way. So that is why counseling will be important in such cases.
3: Okay, Global Baba. The last um, entry on this edition of the program is something we're going to be taking from Lagos, by the way. So that means that we're going to be spending the night in Lagos. Lagos, be nice. Greetings from Lagos. According to... One of your messages, the other day, if God already knew that Lucifer was under the power of darkness, Baba, why then did God not deliver him? Why did he send him to hell?
0: Well, from your question, it means you don't even understand what you are asking, because nobody is in hell. Nobody is in hell right now. Hell is reserved. Nobody is in hell. However, what you're trying to say is, if God knew that Satan would rebel, why didn't God deliver Satan? Just like what you are asking now is, if God knew that Adam was going to sin, why didn't God stop Adam from sinning? Because God is not a tyrant, he's a father. He does not control men's choices. He gives you advice, and he tells you don't do this. If you do this, this will be the outcome. However, you're a free moral agent, you make the choice. If you make the choice for death, God is not going to stop you. Because God does not control our choices. So when you make the choice, get ready to live with the outcome of the choice. Moreover, Satan never wants to repent. Satan doesn't want forgiveness. Satan is not looking for help. Satan is happy to be Satan. And is looking for how to get more people to be with him in hellfire. So
3: that's the situation. Okay, we have three minutes to spare. And I think that's enough time to just do our closing ceremonies. My name is Michael Bush on behalf of producer pastor IG Okere and the production team this is the time not only to say bye-bye but also to invite global baba for benediction
0: the intercontinental mr bush what a joy man always a joy to you know hang out with you here fantastic <laughs> always a joy hey guys we love you thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of god thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to teach you answer your questions bring you clarity from the word of god i can always say most of the question answers we give you here on the platform they are just like teasers they are not detailed because we don't have the time to do exegesis here we just give you you know teasers to help you have further light but i recommend for you to order our books order our teachings we have thought on a plethora of subjects of scripture and there are a lot of books I've written close to 30 books or even over 30 books on different doctrinal subjects of scripture we recommend that you order for them, call our office, shoot email to our office, ask for the catalog, ask for the materials, and they will be sent to you. But it's a joy to serve you the grace of God. Remember, we'll be live 1 o'clock right now on FM here in Akwaibom, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And then 3 o'clock to 5 p.m. today, we'll be on University of Uyo FM. Then tonight at 9 to 10, we will be on... Uh, on, uh, on inspiration, on next, then, inspiration, FM. inspiration and, 10 FM. To and then 10 p.m. <laughs> to 12 p.m. Heritage midnight FM. will be on Heritage FM today. Mm-hmm. So, from tomorrow morning, from 11 to 1 o'clock, radio, radio aquaibom, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, uh, XL, FM. XL FM, 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, you know your, you your FM, five, I mean, 6 o'clock to, to 8, 8 o'clock, comfort, 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 comfort FM. FM. 9 o'clock to to 10 o'clock, Inspiration Inspiration FM. FM. 10 o'clock to 12 midnight, Heritage Heritage FM. FM. So, hey, get the word. You have no excuse in Akwaibong to be ignorant of the word of God. No excuse whatsoever. We love you guys. Looking forward to spend more time with your life tomorrow at 6 p.m. with the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. We love you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo,
5: Nigeria. Amen.